Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. So the reality is any construction project of any size causes stress. That's just a fact. Whether you are a homeowner managing it yourself or an interior designer managing it for your clients, there will be an extra level of stress while managing these projects. So today in this episode, I want to go over some tips and tricks on how to manage that stress and keep you on track so that you can have as smooth a project as possible. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So we are all understanding what the true meaning of fatigue is these days, right? I mean, the past two years have taught us how overwhelming fatigue is and how it can really actively affect our coping skills, our ways of thinking, our behaviors, pretty much everything, or at least it has with me, and I'm assuming a few of you are in my camp. So fatigue is a huge part of any construction project. Whether you are a homeowner or whether you're an interior designer, you are not shielded from the fatigue that comes with projects. And then I say this not to get you upset or to turn you off from doing a project or to turn a designer off from adding the services to their client. I, I tell you so that you can do something about it. You can be proactive and guard yourself from it. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of this. When people take on a home renovation project, like I've said before, they jump on Pinterest and they jump on house and they get all these pretty pictures and maybe they print them out and they make a mood board and you know all sorts of stuff. And that is wonderful. That is a large component of it, but it is one component of a project. And so I don't want to ever fool anyone into thinking it's a walk in the park or an easy task to live in, especially as a homeowner, and manage a project because it just simply isn't true. And you will always find that I will tell you the truth, whether you're going to enjoy it or not. Now, that being said, it's something that you can adjust to. It's something that you can plan for so that when you are in the midst of a fatigue stage or you just simply are done, and that will happen, you will have some tools that you can lean on and look for to get you through to that next step. Because let's be honest, you can't just cut and run, right? Your house is torn apart. You can't just say, okay, guys, well, that was great. I'm sick to death of this and just leave. Right. I mean, it'd be really nice to say that. And trust me, I've been tempted a few times, but it just isn't reality. You have to see this project through to the end. And like I've said in the past, uh, the goal is to do it with the same contractor and team that you started with. So why do I want to talk about this today? Well, like I just said, we are all pretty stressed out these days, much more so than ever before. And so taking on a stressful project when you're already sort of 
on pins and needles is an extra weight that I want to help you carry. So I know I have both homeowners and designers listening to me, and I want to address both of you because there are very different needs, but they're also really important for you both to be doing the management of these projects. So what I like to tell people is while you're doing your Pinterest boards, while you're building your mood boards, I want you to write down your goals, right? First things first, what is your goal of the project? And it will vary and be extremely personal to you. And and it should be, right? So someone listening to me now might be renovating their kitchen. So their goal is to have a more cooking-friendly kitchen, right? Especially with the pandemic, so many more people were becoming home chefs, home cooks. I'll be honest, I watched a few Zoom cooking classes and it got me really excited. And, And trust me, it didn't last, but it was really fun to be able to do something from my home. And I know that those types of things will continue. So that might be your goal, right? So I've always wanted to cook more. My kitchen is old. The appliances aren't all running perfectly. It's not supporting my needs. All sorts of goals can be involved in a kitchen. Or maybe your goal is to add on a family room. Perhaps you bought an older home that just didn't have a family room. They just weren't a part of the architecture back then. Great. There's your goal. I want to put on a family room where my family can all gather. Fantastic goal. Very common addition to be put in on a house. But those goals might not be yours. So, so really, I want you to take the time and think about what your goals are. In a big picture, what is my goal for this project? Now, for interior designers, your goal is going to be different. Maybe your goal is, I want to add this service to my clients. That's, that's a good goal. I love being able to offer this service to my clients and my clients love that I'm the one-stop shop. So again, maybe that's your goal or maybe your goal is to improve and expand your existing offerings, right? So your goals will be different than the homeowners, but we're still talking about the same beast and that is renovation to a home. Now, don't stop there. Now you've got your pretty pictures, you've got your goal, I want you to move on to your why. And I touched on that a little bit when we were talking about the goals. So for your kitchen, your goal is to have a more chef-friendly environment. But go beyond that. Go to the why. So what? Why do you need that? Well, maybe it's a hobby you've always wanted to take on, but never had the environment to support you. Maybe your life situation has changed and you have a family and you really want to cook in a different way and support your family's nutritional needs. For a family room, maybe you just want that one hub in the house where everybody comes together and you can bond more as a family. You know, all of these are really important to dig into and go literally as deep as you possibly can. And and it'll make sense in a few minutes, but just go with the why. And no one's going to see this. You're not going to show this to the contractor. You don't have to show it actually to anyone, but you need to have it in writing what your why is for the goals you just set. Okay. Now, interior designers, same thing. But your why won't be to make a chef's kitchen. Your why will be because I wanted an additional income stream to my company. Your why might be because I don't want my clients to hire me to do the decorating and a kitchen designer to do the kitchen. You know, that is going to be your why. 
And who knows, you could be like me and your why is because I really find it fascinating. I find it interesting. I love the elements of surprise. I love the puzzle that it all becomes so I can put it all back together. I mean, your why is going to be very specific to you, but it's important to really get to the why. Okay, so now we have our pretty pictures in our Pinterest boards. We have our goals written down and we're digging into the why our goals are even there in the first place. The third is you need to post these somewhere. Now, I did just say you don't have to show them to anyone. So maybe you keep a little spiral bound notebook in your purse. Maybe it's in your top drawer of your desk. Maybe it's in your bathroom drawer because nobody else looks in there. It doesn't matter where it is, but you need access to these categories because you will need to lean on them when the project gets hard. And like I said in the beginning, the project will get hard. And at those times, that's when you need to open that drawer, find that piece of paper and say, got it. I understand. I remember my why. I remember my goals. And look at these pretty pictures. This is all happening. I just have to get through the next day because that is really what it's all about. And this goes for interior designers as well. You will have days that go terribly wrong. I'm sorry to say that. I have days that go terribly wrong. But I also have to remind myself of my goals, my why, and also the fact that more days go better than go wrong. It's just the truth. It may not seem it in the moment, trust me. And I've had those weeks where you think, holy crap, it really couldn't get worse and then something goes wrong. But that week eventually ends. And whether it's seven days or whether it's five days, it does end. But I really find that my clients are stronger and more present and more capable when they remember their goals and they remember their whys. Now, as a designer, my clients will tell me a lot of this, maybe not the deep, dark whys, and that's okay. That's their personal information. But I tend to pick up on their whys, at least in a broader stroke. And for you interior designers listening, it's your job to be that cheerleader, to remind them of their whys, to remind them of their goals, so that when that inevitability shows up, they remember too right? But this is so critical, especially now with the delays and the supply chain issues. I mean, every day there is bad news coming my way. And trust me, I wake up in the morning going, I wonder what's going to hit next. And something always does. Now, the good thing is I remind myself that. I knew something was coming. You may not know which one and from which angle, but I knew some bad information was coming. And so, in my opinion, preparing and knowing is so powerful. It doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make them not come, but it makes them less painful. And this is where I want you guys to be. As a homeowner, you're not as experienced as someone like me or other designers. And I get that. This is all going to be a little bit unnerving, a little bit terrifying, if I'm being honest, and a little exhilarating. So it's the exhilarating part I want to key into when the shit's hitting the fan, right? You need to go back to these lists of your goals, your pretty pictures, and your whys. It really, truly will help. 
So when I was building the course, one thing I really wanted to include was the four emotional stages of a project. And the woman that I work with was like, what does that mean? What would emotional stages? I mean, what is all that about? And I said, you know, I tell all my clients that they will go through emotional stages throughout the project. And these are my clients. So they have me on their team and they still go through these emotional stages. And I tell you, I'd say 99% of my clients laugh and say, oh, no, that, that just won't happen, Renee. I've got you. And yes, high compliment. I appreciate that. But it does not protect them from still going through the emotional stages because it is a natural order of things to start with the excitement and the enthusiasm and the wow factor. And then you get into the fatigue stage. And trust me, the fatigue these days is starting far earlier than I've ever seen it on projects. But the stage you want to avoid at all costs and why these lists are so important is you want to avoid anger. And I know I've spoken about this before and trust me, I could speak about it every day. It is that important of a topic, especially because I know the people listening are predominantly women. And when a woman tips into anger on a construction project, all hell breaks loose. And I don't mean from the woman. I mean, the reaction to an angry woman on a job site is as stereotypical as you can possibly imagine. The men, in my experience, completely shut down, hold their tongues for the duration of the project. It is an awful situation. I have witnessed this firsthand more times than I'd like to talk about, but I want you to learn from this experience and Keep yourself away from anger because the fourth stage of emotions is relief and joy and excitement again because the project came to an end. And hear me when I say all projects end, even now, even with pandemic and all the crap show we're dealing with, with all the delays and all the supply chain issues, they still end. So I promise you that it's probably the only thing I can promise is that your project will end. Can't tell you when. <laughs> Wish I could. Uh, even your contractor these days can't tell you when, but they do end. Those contractors will not move in with you. I don't move in with my clients. It's something I promise from the beginning and it's something I see through to the end. So this is the lesson that I want everybody to walk away with. I want you to end this episode and say, holy crap, I am going to be on a bit of a roller coaster through this project. Renee told me this is what's going to happen. But I have a few techniques now. I have a few tricks up my sleeve that will help me stay the course, keep afloat, and keep my sanity intact so that I can continue to manage the project. Because if you do check out and you give in to that fatigue stage or you give in to the overwhelm, then you will be hurting yourself because your project will no longer be managed by you. And interior designers listening, you will be going through this multiple times a week if you are managing several projects. And I don't mean to scare you. I want you to be prepared. Now, is every week going to be an issue? No, of course. Well, let's hope not. But no, statistically speaking, that would be really hard to come by. But no, it won't be. But there will be weeks that are incredibly hard to wake up and go on that job site again. That's just a fact. But you need to do it. You need to look at your goals. You need to look at your why. 
and then realize that this too will pass. It really does. And your projects, your projects end as well. Whether you're a homeowner or a designer, that is my promise. You can write it down. Renee promises my project will end. Now, actually, for interior designers, you might not want the projects to end, especially if it's a a wonderful job with great clients and things like that. But in reality, they do actually end. So this is where I want you to dig in deep, especially now if you are about to take on a project or if you're on a project right now that is stressed out with all of the issues going on in the world. This is where I want you to come. I want you to listen to this episode again and say, what did Renee tell me to write down? Because I know we're all brain dead. We have content coming from all angles these days. I actually was trying to recommend something to a friend of mine. I'm like, I can't remember where I heard it. Was it a podcast? Did I read it in an email? I mean, there is just content overload and I get it. And I know I'm adding to it, but I really hope that what I'm adding is value. I'm hoping that I can add something to your toolbox that's going to get you through that overwhelming time on a project, no matter when it comes or how often it comes. So there will be projects that go up and down in waves like a roller coaster, and those do happen. And I have been a part of them. So don't lose the faith. This is what this is for. Let's go over this again. I want you to always do your Pinterest boards. That's what's going to get you excited. That's going to help convey your design ideas to whomever is helping you with that as a homeowner. To an interior designer, you too. I love pulling ideas for my clients. I don't necessarily always show them. If it's not relevant, if it's just for me, I keep them in my office. I'll even tuck them in their file so that I, when I open it up, I think, yeah, that's where I'm going for. Or I'll show it to a client and then keep it in my folder because I also need inspiration. We need that inspiration to keep going when the jobs get really overwhelming. But then I do want you to go and actually make a list of your goals, the big picture, and then whittle it down. What is the big picture I want? And then how am I going to put the blocks in place to get to that big picture? And then the really important piece to this is the why. You really truly need to dig deep and find out your why. You probably already know it. And you may be thinking, well, I just want to put an addition on. Yes, you do. But you also know why. So don't be afraid to dig in there, figure out the true why, because trust me, when you are really frustrated, maybe your budget is blown, maybe you are arguing with your spouse or your partner about what happened to all the money. I mean, these are realities. This is when you go and you say, but this is my why. This is what I'm going to get in the end. This is what my goals were. And that will be your saving grace. So I mentioned the four emotional stages that I see people go through on a renovation project. That is inside my course. And I expand a lot more on each of those emotions. And it is a really important component that most people would find surprising because it's not a nuts and bolts of how to hold a meeting, how to hire a contractor. All of that is covered as well. But The emotional stages is what you will be living with, what you will be dealing with, what will get you up in the morning. And quite frankly, it'll be what puts you in bed early at night as you are experiencing all of the different emotions. So if you want more information about the course and everything that is included inside it, this is a course I built to save homeowners time and money and quite frankly, their sanity. 
And for designers, I built it so that you can expand your business. You can be offering services, become that one-stop shop, and add a revenue stream to your already thriving business. I mean, it really is a no-brainer given the unbelievable amount of renovation work that is going on. And quite frankly, no one sees it stopping anytime soon. And then finally, what I really want you all to know is I send out weekly emails and I'm actually starting a new series on Fridays because I've been sending out you know, experiences and tips and things that I come across that I find really valuable and people have asked for more of that. So my goal is to send them out every Friday and I'm working on a name. So if you have a clever idea around the word Friday shoot me an email because I really am open and we've been throwing a bunch of ideas around and none of them really seem to be sticking, but I am going to be doing this regularly and I'm really excited. But the only way you can get it is to be on my email list and that you can find on my website. And for designers, make sure you check the box that says you're a designer because I do send different content out Um, because obviously designer content isn't as relevant to a homeowner and vice versa. So I really want to encourage you to get on my email list. While I do send out information about the episodes that you're listening to, I am really excited to be rolling out this Friday email. And again, if you have some ideas, I love clever names. Um, I'm always really intrigued on how people figure them out. And I'm quite frankly, struggling a little bit with it. So hit me up with some ideas. Shoot me a DM on social media. Um, That's also where you can find me at Davinia Design. But finally, I just want to remind you, this may seem trivial and you may be ticking through the ideas in your head and that is good, but you must write them down because I'm telling you in three, four weeks when all hell is breaking loose in your house or all hell is breaking loose on your client's project, you might be a little frazzled. You really need to be able to look at that piece of paper, see what you thought at the time, see what your goals were, see what your whys were, and that will bridge the gap between whatever you're going through and the end of your project. I promise this works. So as always, if this brings up more questions and answers, you know how to find me, social media at Divine Design, or send me an email. Make sure you get on my email list. Send me your ideas for the name of the Friday newsletters, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.